I'm about to sack my whole board like I'm Santa Claus and or Ron Jeremy. Magic! It's a kind of magic. Magic! Welcome to Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. This week, Ethan, Jay, and Alfred Guten Steve. Guten Steve. Molina. With a, with a, Molina, with a guest appearance by Brian the Dragon Master Kibler. With a, a special appearance by Richard Branson. Richard Branson and... And, and John Favreau. And John Favreau and Mark Morrow. Woo! Give it up for the Fav Man. The Fabs, the Fav Man. He the Fav Man. Collected Sorceries, a Magic Gathering podcast brought to you by Del Monte Fruit Cakes. Bing! Del Monte Fruit Cakes, when you're feeling a little fruity. And now, back to the show. This week on Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast, we did some stuff on a day of the week that I know what day it was. It was Saturday. That was a day. That was the day that we did it on what, Saturday. What a day to be alive. What a day we did it. We did it. It was very cold. Yeah. It was very, very cold, but we did it. We, we played a game. We went beyond. A game of Magic the Gathering. We went beyond death. We went beyond death. To, with, to Theros. Theros. Yeah. Theros beyond death. And we, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a game. It was definitely a game. It was no Hercules. <clears throat> no. Disney's Hercules. But it, but it was good. It had less Danny DeVito, yeah. which infinitely makes it worse than <clears throat> yeah. anything ever. If we could get Matt Frewer and Bobcat Goldthwait and Danny DeVito. Almost everything that has Danny to voice, DeVito is To voice proof. magic cards. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we could get James Woods. Well, maybe we could get James Woods. I mean, the Mandalorian got Werner Herzog. Well, you know, Werner Herzog's a cool guy. He does his cool things. He's, you know... Mm. He's in that culture. He's living that life. That huh. life didn't choose him. He chose that life or something about his say. general concept. Yeah. I mean, also, let's not forget that it's Star Wars. It's got a certain uh, panache, we'll say. It's got a certain yeah. je ne sais quoi. Uh, it, has, it has a certain I don't know. It has a certain I don't know <laughs> what. Well, about that's pretty it. much what je ne sais quoi means. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why it's funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. What a place arena was. What a, what a, yes. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. That's right. How are, how are you liking the arena? Oh, we should ask. Oh, that too. That arena too. I was thinking of a different arena. Um, yeah. Oh. I've been playing some Magic the Gathering oh, arena. Okay. It's gone fine. Okay. I won my first game with every color except blue, the worst color in the world. <laughs> so you came to the same realization that a lot of new Magic players come to, but from a different angle. Yes, that's like, right. Blue is the worst color. Blue is the worst color in the world. And now that we've lost our one listener... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, he, he's still around. And and let me say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for Truly. being a friend. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Travel across the plains and back again. Across the plains. Your ether heart is true, etc. All yeah. along Confident. the watchtower. Now, I'd like to point out ether is Kaladesh and hearts is very clearly... Uh, but yes. Um, Alice in Wonderland. You know the song Back in Eldraine, from, actually. Yeah, but you know the song from the Golden Girls. I was making, I was combining things. It's like, your heart is true. I was trying You're to a segue friend aspect. and a confidant. Oh, okay. I was we'll trying to segue us back to Theros, man. Back to Theros. <clears throat> Theros. Meanwhile. Let's th- talk about Theros. Back at the what ranch. What color okay. deck did everyone play in Wait. the draft? How did the draft go? How did you feel about the draft? Tell me things. Explain <laughs> things thoughts? to me. Well, you actually get to uh, to weigh in on this one, too, since you actually played it with yeah. us this I time. know, but I want you to start, oh. because you're the expert, and I'm also the expert, but I'm over here doing other things. There we go. 
Uh, you want to start, Jay? Yeah, well, okay. we'll start off with a brief description right. of what happened. Yeah. Rather than attend the pre-release event, which we highly encourage everyone to do to support your local game store, show up to pre-releases, do it. we supported our local game store by buying a box, taking it home, and doing a draft ourselves. We sure did. That way, we could do something you can't do uh, when you pre-release at your game store, and that's play Magic Drunk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was the key. Yeah. Yeah, I should have had some of that wine. Box but... in a box. Yeah. Yeah, box of pizza, box of wine, box of boosters. You got yourself a box. Yeah, boxing, Word. boxing day. Yeah, we were able to put together six people, which isn't quite enough for an optimal pod, but it did mean we have enough cards to draft twice if we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, that included uh, me, Ethan, Roy, yeah. and three other parties who we will refer to as the Pardon. old man, old man, old man. newbie. Newman. Call him old man, old man, and old man, the newbie, newbie and, and of course the peanut gallery. Ah, uh, peanut. Ah, the peanut gallery. Galleria de peanut. Ah, um, do, 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 peanut. So I, I ended up red black, red black sort of artifact equipment build, which I call Hi, I'm Rakdos, and welcome to my TED Talk dot deck. Let me ask you this question. Or Mogus's TED Talk. You always kind of have to go with the flow of what happens, and you got to feel out what you're going to do. But did you have any specific wishes or intentions going in? Was Red Black what you were thinking, or were you like, hmm, this is too good to pass up? I think I started with Red, and I was going to go Red-White, but I didn't I didn't see a ton of white. I saw a lot of blue and green. There that's was like so eight, ironic. eight picks that were only blue and green. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's so ironic, because I don't want to do too much foreshadowing, but yeah. I wanted to go Black-White, uh, but I didn't see very much Black, so I went Red-White. Oh, and so we the, kind I, of contradicted each other. Me and Peanut Gallery took the Black... And all the white, I think, went to Oldman. Yeah, the old man went mono white. Very sure old did. man in a draft pool. I'm in a draft pool and did pretty good. Turns uh. out white weenie is pretty strong in this format. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of one of those. Actually, one of those like evergreen sort of archetypes that's pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's not as good. Sometimes it's better. That's it. I, I sat down and ripped. Uh, Clothus, I think the name is. Or, yeah, Clothus. Clothus. The red green. The red green enchantment beast. Beast. Like I didn't. I didn't look at the text. I, I saw that in my pack, and I was like, "But I'm not red green." You're sure not. Women don't find handsome. They should at least find handy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe maybe I second picked it, not first picked it. But yeah. the point is, uh, that was within my first couple picks. Then I picked yeah. up the Warden of the Chain and decided it was Gruel Baby. Yeah, Gruel Baby. Gruel, then die. I was gonna say, and you know, Warden of the Chain is it technically has a drawback, but since you're playing red green, it's not really a drawback. Yeah, Warden of the Chain, otherwise known as Crunch's best friend, yeah. is a trampling four four for three one in the full Gruel. Uh, his uh, downside is he can't attack alone. He can still block. Okay. Then. And a four four blocker for three is yeah. Oh, that's not peanuts, folks. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. It sure ain't. It sure ain't. You cr- know it. Crunch and, uh, friend. Oh, yeah, boy. And, and as it stands, the uh, the newbie, newbie. Se- settled in with a surprising choice for a new player, a blue-white control build focused around locking yeah. down all of everyone's stuff and then playing Kiora at best the Sea God. Otherwise that's true. known as Kiora wins a game of limited. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I have the newbie and the peanut gallery mixed up. Unless you know the newbie and the peanut me? gallery both got Kiora bests the sea god. They could have. Oh, it's possible. I think I think peanut gallery got Kiora bests the sea god, and then and then newbie got the Medamai prophecy of Medamai. Oh, okay. the, the blue confused. saga with the scrying. I played against both of them, and I oh, know yeah, that yeah. I, I know that I got Kraken. <clears throat> yeah, the Kraken got released. Oh, sorry, pre-release, pre-release the Kraken. Indeed. Um, what did you end up in, Roy? I ended up with red white. I was going to go black-white, yeah. but apparently I had all the white you wanted, and you had all the black I wanted yeah. somehow. I had, yeah, I had Enemy of Enlightenment yeah. and Aspect of Lamprey 
And yeah. Aspect of Lamprey was, I believe, the first card I drew. I drew one as well, but yeah, Aspect yeah. of Body Horror. Yeah, then I didn't get to go that way. Yeah, that is one of the downsides to having a smaller pod. Is it's easier to get things uh, to have colors forced and get locked out of them when you have a smaller group of people. That's true. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Because most time, most of the time I draft, it's like seven or eight. Eight's the optimal pod. number yeah. for a pod. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go one direction or the other, probably better to go to nine than to go to seven. Six is rough. Your decks aren't going to be as good as if you had eight, but it's still totally. Uh, feasible, especially if everybody else was in the same size pod. Five is right out! And the fun thing about doing an event where there's only one pod, it is possible to hate draft. Which is notable, yeah. because once uh, the newbie had finished grabbing the cards he wanted for his deck, he started hate drafting everything <clears throat> good. Oh, yeah. That's why it took him so long to pick things. But it's it's funny because, like... He was sitting was, there trying to destroy he, us all he was psychologically. Trying to, like, he was trying to learn the cards and then figure out what everyone wanted and hate draft it, which is a lot to do. Yeah, yeah, really. It was quite the task. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the opposite of my role. My role is just go look at it. I looked at him and I was like, like, yeah. That seems fine. Yeah, that I'll seems fine. I'll go with fine. that. Yeah. Yeah. Red white, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, red white worked out. Yeah. I got myself a shadow spear. Shadow spear. Which, and, and I think which two or me once, I believe. Yeah, yeah, two or three copies of Wings of Hubris because Wings oh of Hubris. Oh my god! Is, in the first game we played, your Wings of Hubris <clears throat> yeah. just destroyed my life. Yeah, and not and not mine. Uh, wings of Hubris is basically like a build your own ball lightning. Mm. Like if you want to, if you want a sturdier, different, maybe better ball lightning. Actually, it's completely different from ball lightning because it avoids blockers instead of trampling over them. What Wings of Hubris is is double flying. Yeah. Well, yes, it's flying and unblockable. So that's why I added, I made sure to include better ball lightning. Better. Indeed. Well, I'd like to point out that the fun thing about it is that um, uh, ball lightning, if somebody blocks it, then it dies. Uh, nothing can block whatever you're throwing at them with uh, wings yeah. of hubris. Uh, so you just load up your hubris. dude, wings of hubris. Yeah, you just load up your dude with like sword and, you know, a, a shadow just, spear. And I'm going to call it right now. It may not seem major standard play, but someone's going to put a fringe deck that consists of a Nessian boar, which oh, is yeah. a 10 power creature, combined with wings of hubris and fling for a one win. Win pigs fly dot deck. Mm. I'd play it. Yes. <laughs> beep, beep. Meme deck. Meme deck. Meme him. That's Meme a, for the win. Nessian Boar was a card that found its way into my deck. That was the first pick. That's why I went green. Yeah. And Nessian Boar is a 10-6. beautiful pig. That everything has to, has to block that your opponent controls. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like green board wipe. The downside is every time something blocks it, your opponent draws a card. But, but optimally, you're swinging with enough stuff so that they can die with a whole deck with a handful of cards. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They'll, they'll die with a smile on their face and just a handful of, like, 20 cards. 20, 30, <laughs> 80 cards. Y'all know how it is. Mm, Y'all know. That's it. Post-draft, uh, have we all gotten a little bit of arena games in? No. Uh, at, le at least two of us. No, I've, I've, I've been doing... What, what have I been doing? I've done a lot of... That's it. I, I played a little bit around in arena, and speaking of um, speaking of fun ways to get your face pushed in, I got my ass handed to me by a deck that I couldn't even feel bad about. What's that? I spent 12 turns going back and forth with a control deck that just kept playing white and blue... Um, Sagas, sagas, oh. and stalling me out with the one oh. with the, the ones that um, bounced your creatures and scrying and all that stuff. Yeah, only to have him dance of the manse. Oh. All back is four fours. Oh. I've never enjoyed getting my ass whooped so badly. Oh. At like, least not without paying for it. Holy shit! I, I have up, uh, what's his name? There? Roger Clemens. Roger. That's definitely not the right name. I have dance of the manse. People, but it never occurred to me to use Dance of the Mance with sagas. That's like a whole other tier of ranching. The King of the North's taking a day Man. off for recreation. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's that makes me cringe. 
God, Dance of the Mance, your sagas. Of the Mance. Stannis the Manus. Dance Mance Revolution. Oh, yeah. It's so true. You're a great mancer. Robert Kraft. That's what I was thinking. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. I was trying to think of a name of somebody who paid for sex. You you could Uh, say the other guy uh, invited me to be his guest at an ass woman party. (laughs) To to bring this one back uh, around to uh, magic, though, I gotta say, if there's one thing about Jeremy Irons... Tell me he is not totally the voice of Erebos. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after having seen him in, in the 2002 screen adaptation of uh, The Time Machine. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was moving. It turns out after our little drafting experiment, we ended up snowed in at my place and had to watch bad movies until the weather cleared. The snow yeah. almost came in the window. Everybody got to have the experience of J.J. alone with a box of wine and a selection of bad movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dear wine and boxing. I mean, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was an all right time. You got the time machine. It was a pretty good bad movie. Or, I was going to say, Orlando Jones, that was... Orlando Jones was there. The first time I'd seen him in anything apart from Evolution. Evolution. He was that in Evolution. Was and he cool. was also in other things. Oh, yeah. He was in a bunch of uh, Sprite commercials. He was in a bunch of Sprite oh, that's commercials. Right. That's right. That's right, but Seriously, yeah. Seriously, whatever happened to him? Because he's a oh right. Recently, he's been in um he's been playing Anansi on uh on uh, American Gods, and he's damn good. Like just watch oh, some of his speeches. That oh, boy can act. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's such a good pick. I don't know how it differs from ones I've seen in like animated superhero type. Oh no 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 no. Um, I, I got I gotta say it's um. Honestly, his portrayal is of Anansi as an African god, but definitely shaped by the experience of early African immigrants who were largely slaves. So he speaks eloquently about things that I honestly, as a white dude, really cannot talk about with any expectation of understanding or uh, commentary. That's fair. Just gonna say, he's I was trying to be self-aware. He's definitely a powerhouse uh. Uh, in that role. But then again, that show seems to attract it. I mean. Peter Stormare, just some of the people oh, they man. got going. Peter Stormare, he was in Until Dawn. He's also in my favorite movie of all time, Armageddon. Yes, Armageddon. He played the cosmonaut. Oh, cosmonaut. Oh man, no. I swear, like almost every character of his is just very similar. His character, his the voice of his character from Castlevania. He's one of my top two people to play Satan. Constantine played Satan in Constantine. Uh, is, is, is the other one Tim Curry? I, Tim Curry could yeah. Tim Curry is a good is a good argument for best Satan ever. I'll give you that. What about Maybe. Tim Curry as Tibbers? If we want to bring it back, Tim, <laughs> Tim Curry is Tibble. Uh, only it, only if it's sexy Tibble. Yeah, sexy, sexy J Alt Art Tibbers. Yeah. Was it um? What's his name? Mm, it's not my Tibble. My demons def- love to be hurt. But yes, Tim Tim Curry. Hey Tibbers. Jay, what 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 happened when you played people? Tell me about it. I was about to say if we're gonna. Attempt the Sisyphean task of keeping this back on magic. Ethan and I were at one point going to start a podcast that was going to be nothing but segues. Us just going from various pop culture references one to another, Uh, just talking about things that interest us. Is it too late to do that podcast instead? Tangents. No, I mean, no, we could do that podcast instead. Do it also. Yeah, we could do both. All of the above. And the Ooh. Disney one. Ooh, that, that, yeah. I, I think we need to talk I've, about I've got, podcasting. Got, oh, but hell yeah, Sonny. Swing that ship right back on track. Swing it. Um, uh, were there any cards that you uh, swing it. pulled that you were disappointed you didn't get a chance to play? We only got about five or six games apiece in. I think so. I know that aspect of Lamprey didn't come out, but most of the other stuff. Like, I played against the deck that had... Kiora bests the sea god, but I didn't pull the shadows. I didn't draw the shadow spear because it seems like the shadow spear was made to balance out the eight eight hexproof kraken token. Yeah, that that, that Kiora bests the sea god is one of those cards that's just like 
It's absolutely horrific on face value because at the very least, it's a hexproof 8-8 for 7, which means even if that card does nothing else, a hexproof 8-8 for 7 is definitely playable and limited. There's there's a reason that enchantment costs 7 and 2 blue. I know it I costs 5 and 2 blue. It's 7 overall, I thought. Okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, 7 total. Five and two blue. I mean, it is double pips, right? So definitely double pips. So you're going to be one of your colors is going to be blue. If only we had the internet to find out. Well, we we sort of do. We don't have the internet here. We have a a measure of internet here, but anyway. The lies are raining down. Yeah. Like so much fish in a barrel. That's not a bad line. Yeah. No. I mean, how do the fish rain down if they're in a barrel? What's it's? it's, Well, they rain down into the barrel. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It's it's a weird sort of. Oh, obtuse metaphor, but you know, oh, I like it. I've been to obtuse for vacation. It's very wonderful in the spring. It's also kind of a reference to something, but I can't say what because it's a spoiler. Ah, uh, spoiler, spoilez-vous. Yeah, I see. Voulez <coughs> vous coucher? Spoiler, moi. But but yeah, so so you know, I didn't get a chance to stabby the fish. Stabby, stabby, stabby. stabby. No chance to stabby the fish. Did you get to stabby anything hexproof or destructible at all? <laughs> uh, no, but it turns out that what plus one plus one. Uh, trample and lifelink is okay. Yeah, yeah pl- pl- plus one, plus one trample and lifelink for the same price as a bronze sword is. You know, yeah. turns out that's yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, in it's fact, funny. it's cheaper to equip than the bronze sword. That costs three. Yeah, the bronze sword is is a weird fixed bone splitter. By fixed air quotes, I just mean worse, not as good. Well, it's the same same buff, but for more. Yeah, it's it's kind of like bone splitter, except yeah. measurably worse. Uh, almost almost like uh, almost like they make crappy equipment cards to you know. Remind people why crappy equipment cards well, are crappy. Well, it's like just for a quick history, like bone splitters, what one to cast, one to equip, plus two power, plus two, and then uh, they no, did it's two to equip. Oh shit! He told you, fight, fight, fight. <clears throat> if by fight you mean Jerry, hey, <clears throat> Jerry, Jay, there's an artifact that that makes your creatures better. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I was just saying <clears throat> it is definitely an uh, overcosted yeah. bone splitter. I'm just. Now I'm looking at Bone Splitter to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. Don't all artifacts really make your creature better? Wasn't the yeah. real friends the artifacts we met along the way? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And and the problem is, like, me and Jay have this back and forth, and I never know when to call things out. Yeah, call them out always. <laughs> I mean, or maybe I call out... Oh, you no, you, you were right, Ethan. Uh, I'm, I'm a jerk. Okay. It is... Indeed. Oh, okay. oh shit. Plus two, plus oh, shit. Two, plus been, you told okay. him. Okay, so oh, it's shit. One to equip, See, one to no. cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, so like, just so we know the history. So, it's Bone Splitter is one to cast, one to equip, plus two power. And then Marauder's Axe is different cost. I think, different Marauder's Axe, cost. I think, is what I was thinking of. Yeah. That one is also plus two power. And then Bronze Sword is like a version of, you know, a combination of those two. It's one to cast, three to equip, plus two power. Um,. And then you've got all the other all the other crazy equipments. Um, shout out to my boy Grafted Wargear, or shout out shout out you know to my homie Grafted Wargear. Plus shout three out. plus plus three plus two equipped for zero, uh, three to cast, which is money like as far as real money, the easiest to get sword, and in, in any in any deck where you know it's legal, Grafted uh, yeah. Wargear is. I, I, yeah. Ironically, it spends a lot of time uh, not actually buffing creatures, but instead killing them, because its yeah. zero equip cost means you can use it to sacrifice your entire board for free. Ooh, something lovely. which uh, uh, your uh, aristocrats decks are definitely looking at. Yes, or you can for. or you can sack your whole board except for one, and then you have a dude dick and crashing with impunity. And if it dies, well, you know it was going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm about to sack my whole board like I'm Santa Claus and or Ron Jeremy. 
Those are two very different meanings of sack. You know it. We'll put now that. I'm sack this board like Troy, baby. We'll, we'll oh, put that. getting hoarse. That'll that'll be the cold open. The crow and horse was a card in the original Theros set, which was yes. did not find its way into this one. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But we did get a vehicle in this set with Th- the uh, chariot. Thunder. Thunder. thunder thundering chariot. Uh, yep. It is. Uh, it costs four to come out. It is a 3-3 three, three hasty trampling first striker mm, for the murder. cost of one. So they're actually making vehicles that are reasonable again. I think it explains why the Izzet haven't taken over the uh, haven't taken over anything yet. Because all the resources of the uh, of the Izzet and all that stuff, and they end up making a silent submersible that has no evasion, costs two to crew, and is a two-two. Whereas there's a bunch of Greek guys sitting here hammering stuff together out of bronze and sticks, yeah. and they're able to make a trampling hasty uh, first striking three-three. I mean, for cheaper. The Izzet also made the Mizium tank. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I feel like maybe the thundering chariot sits in between the silent submersible and the museum tank. The thundering, the thundering, chari- the thundering chariot kills the museum tank in combat every single time. Okay, I guess that's my weird way of making an analogy about like if the thundering chariot is, you know, a hum- is a human being playing video games that you know will do dumb things is sort of in the middle, as opposed to like a computer playing video games where it will do things that a human being never could do. The Mizium tank, in my mind, but it also do things a human being never would do because well, this, it's so dumb, i.e. the silent submersible. This this metaphor is completely falling apart because in this <laughs> metaphor, you're expecting the tank to be the chariot because the tank's the computer, but we've all seen war games and we know the oh. human wins. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in my analogy, the tank and the sub are both the highs and lows of what a computer can do. I, and I, the, I think it's, cool. I think middle, it's but, worth but, noting okay. that... I was just poking fun at the yeah. fact that balance in... You, you can't expect, f- flavor-wise, the power level of cards to match. I mean... Over different sets. That that mm-hmm. Hexproof Kraken token we were talking about is yeah. an 8-8. Yeah. And in its art, it is very clearly able to shatter whole ships. Yeah. It can slay Elder Dragons yeah. with a flick of its claw. Yeah. But eight Lady Soldier tokens with spears can kick its ass! That's so, so true. You know. True to history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know that an eight-eight hexproof Kraken token could probably be any of the any of the ship vehicles from Ixalan. Of all the things I don't want to face in this world, yeah. I among them is certainly eight ladies. Just just remember the the most mighty of the Eldrazi Titans, Emrakul the Ands Torn himself, loses to fifteen squirrels. Yeah, fifteen squirrels. Or, I also don't want to fight fifteen squirrels. Or, or one uh, stinky goblin boy with explosives. That is true. The crater maker. <laughs> I am really, really incapable of saying anything about that that relates to real life without being wildly offensive. Actually, Emrakul um, doesn't because Emrakul has uh, protection from color, all colored permanents and the uh, protection from all colors. Oh, so the crater maker kills a couple of the big dumb Eldrazi? It just doesn't kill that one. Uh, the scroll tokens, because back then uh, tokens didn't have colors. The original scroll tokens are colorless, <laughs> thus they can stomp him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you thought squirrel tokens uh, were green. green. You were wrong. I mean, if you thought this conversation was fascinating on surface level, it was. But it was even more fascinating if you were watching it purely through the subtext. Powerful magic. Powerful dirtling. I, yeah, powerful, powerful squirrels. <laughs> powerful girl, squirrel girl is the most powerful hero. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fifteen squirrels, of course, can beat the uh, beat the Eldrazi. Fifteen squirrels can beat Doctor Doom. So, but speaking of the internet's abusive dad, we can go back to Theros. But Theros's abusive dad, Heliod. Yeah, yeah. Heliod. Yep. What a man. That yep. douche is under a rock. <laughs> looking at the uh, lo- loading ready runs nickname. Uh, contest today and i can oh, tell man. you uh, my vote for heliod's nickname uh, went to the nickname quote 
And then there's this douchebag. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that wins. Oh, that's good. I'm going to go with Cruella DeVille. <laughs> pair, pair, pairs well with walking ballista. Because you've seen those kind of eyes watching you from underneath a rock. They they they, they watch you every day? Every day. They, they, there was a, they're watching you. They see your every move. They see you. That Somebody's watching me. Somebody's watching. They have no privacy. That's hollow notes. Oh. For anyone... Not familiar. That's not uh, where I was going, but yes. Oh, okay. Oh, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these private the eyes. There we go. So private eyes. Yeah, they're there. watching where me. Where were we? Uh, Theros. They're watching my every move. Nicknames. Nicknames. Um, and I'm definitely not going to steal Lur's thunder or start going through nicknames for cards. But I'm looking forward to that no. episode. No, I feel like I feel like the thunder can only grow. Much like you know when you're a single child and you know your mom announces that she's going to have another kid. You know, there's, there's just, love just expands. It's like, you know, there's there's enough thunder for everyone. Speaking of someone who started getting a lot less attention when his younger sibling was born, mm-hmm. I feel like you might be slightly overselling this. Okay, there is, there is almost enough thunder for, <laughs> for all the MTG content creating outlets. I'm, I'm just messing. With Very you. nearly enough <laughs> hype. I, the hype train is long. Yeah, I, I gotta say this. I'm, I'm enjoying what I've played of Theros so far. Yeah. Our draft was fun. I'm looking forward to getting to do it on Friday nights. Yeah. The sealed events that I've played on Arena have been great. I have played four sealed events and won a total of three games. If that's right, I am uh, currently 3-12. and 12. Nice. 3-12, and 12, yeah. That is the opposite of nice, but I'm still enjoying oh. it. Oh, sorry, 3-12, and tw- yeah. Yeah, 3-12. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, lots of great teams were three and twelve. <laughs> That's true. The Tyler Thigpen Chiefs were three and twelve. Of actually, the, the, no, I don't think any of those teams were three and twelve. I think they were either two. They went from two and fourteen to four and twelve. Four okay. and twelve, though. That's similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You could win another one. Become the Tyler Thigpen Chiefs. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it because this is one of those sets where even losing is uh, is still fun. The cards are flavorful. Yeah. The mechanics are interesting. It's nice seeing what's going on. Yeah. yeah, what's uh, going on? Enchantment going creatures on? are back. Uh, there's incredible sure the showcase art. They're back in full force, by the way. Yeah. I had a ton of them in my deck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means there's, there's some cards that are uh, low-key cards that are going to be absolutely brutal in the upcoming standard. My little brother has a uh, gruel mid-range deck that he plays. He slotted in a couple of those uh, God of Destiny, the Clothos, in his three-slot, and he has said that his cinder vines have never seen more work. Being able to ping uh, your opponent for one every time they play a non uh, non creature spell is great. Being yeah. able to sack him to destroy an enchantment that gets a lot better. When I was going to say creatures half of the creatures are also creatures. enchantments. Yeah, it's like destroy a target creature that is also an enchantment. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and it has Ilharg to raise boar, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. His the, his win condition is Ilharging his way into your face. Ilharg. The, the Ilharg uh, his way into our face. And into our hearts. Oh shit! <laughs> it's so true. The the hidden unlockable pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet. Yeah, I tell you this: having a, having an, an ill harging, sorry, having someone ill harging and raise forerunner into your face is um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. My it's king, not good. My kingdom for an unsummon. Though unfortunately, it's the opposite of what is good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I need to check something, but I think yeah. the interaction is that Ilharg does not play as well with Nessie and Boar as he probably yeah. should. Yeah. What is worst in life? To, let's see, to be defeated by your enemies, to be driven before them, and, and hear the lamentations of your friends get tilted off the table. Mm. Lamentations. Yeah. yeah. 
Lamentations, or, or you know, lamentations. Mm, lamentations. Oh, good. You see, I was a little worried here that Nessie and Boar's uh, ability wouldn't play well with Ilharg, as uh, attack abilities don't happen, so they come into play tapped and attacking. But Nessie and Boar's ability still goes off. If he's Ilharged into play, all your creatures, all your opponent's creatures have to block Nessie and Boar if they're able. Sometimes I feel like red and green synergize in a way that, that is not echoed with the other two enemy colors. It's like as far as like a speed Well, they're standpoint. friendly colors. Red and green are friendly. Sometimes... Of course they are. It's Christmas. Sometimes I feel that <clears throat> red and green synergize in a way... Sorry, what I was saying is that blue-black are ally colors, but blue is the enemy of red, and black is the enemy of green. Blue-black, the way they synergize, doesn't have the same speed as red-green. Yeah. But that might yeah. be on purpose. Like, <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. It is definitely I mean, definitely has some stuff going on there. Yeah. I mean, it would need... Like it needs some tweaking, but but game game design aside, and green is the enemy of white, so that's awkward. Oh no, they're 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 ally colors. No, um, no, no, they're they're mm-hmm. supposed to be, but they're not because mm-hmm. green deals entirely with creatures that have free will, and mm-hmm. white is heavenly divinity, and yeah. heaven oh. does not want free will, as evidenced yeah. by the story of Genesis, or you know the, the thing right after Genesis, <laughs> the whole Adam and Eve thing. Oh, you said that I would change on you. But I don't Roy, think have that's you been really true. Milton again? I've always been reading Milton. I never stopped reading Milton and Bradley. <laughs> Milton's Paradise. Oh, there it's by the dashboard light. Milton's I found Paradise. it. <laughs> yeah. Milton's Paradise. Oh, here it's under the, in the couch cushions. Milton's Paradise Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like two satires. You know, I, you know, I, I saw something online one. that I I thought was satire, but I, I later was told it was not. Apparently there is a uh, Monopoly for Millennials edition wherein you try to buy uh, ads and social media websites and stuff like that and IPs instead of buying uh, property. And the actual tagline for the game is forget real estate, you can't afford it anyways. Yeah, 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 that's true. Which, uh, there is there is one kind of ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, they also chew, made chew and swallow, but don't monopoly, digest. But socialism monopoly was trying to criticize socialism. So was regular monopoly. Which is weird. Or, 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 because oh, regular oh, you're monopoly right. was trying, trying to criticize, criticize capitalism. capitalism. Actually, it's not trying to criticize. <laughs> I mean, criticize capitalism. It's trying to criticize un, or un, um, yeah, not unbridled. Uh, yeah, unrestricted, unfettered, yeah. unfettered. Thank you. Uh-huh. To, uh, ca- uh, uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> not you as know, many. That's, that's a distinction people yeah. don't make often enough, which uh-huh. is that it's not capitalism that's evil. It's that humans take everything too far, no matter what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe some restrictions on capitalism, uh-huh. and then maybe some socialism. <laughs> Fetters. Yeah. You know, balance. Uh-huh. Everything is balanced. Yeah. It's like the Jedi with Yoda, and uh-huh. he's a white green creature, right? Probably. Probably. I mean, there's a strong case there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yoda is Daxos. Or Daxos. What's the name of Dalaxos? Uh, Daxos of Miletus? No, no, no. The, the new guy, though. The green white planeswalker. What's his name? <laughs> oh, um, you're right. Not Daxos. Daxos is blue white in his earlier, one of his earlier incarnations. One of his earlier incarnations. Because, <laughs> you know, there are planeswalkers that have different. You know, there's different versions of them in different colors. There sure so like, are. there's like Green Garrick, and then there's like Green Garrick that flips and becomes Black Green Garrick, or mm-hmm. you know, Green Black uh, Black Garrick, and then there's Green Black Garrick, or Garrick who's just Green Black. Oh yeah. Uh, was it Cursed Huntsman from Eldraine? Then there's Black Blue Garrick <clears throat> from Deep Space Nine. Right. 
You know what's what's funny is I love the, the Garrick joke, but also yeah. everything I know about magic and everything I know about DS9 says, yeah, that Garrick is like a black blue. Yeah, also like, I <clears> suddenly <throat> really want to at some point do one or six episodes about uh, fictional characters and what color they'd be. Their alignment, yes, yeah. yes. Because like, yeah. like the, 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 the big blue-black villain for Ravnica is one of them is Lazav the Multifarious. Ah, uh, lasagna. You know, yeah, that sounds like Garrick or... um. Well, I was entirely like Calyx. The guy's Calyx. Oh, Calyx. The green-white character. Calix me, Mr. Smee. Yeah, he's the green white planeswalker, and he is all about them uh, enchantments. All about them there enchantments. There we go. Show uh, me enchantments. Show me enchantments. No Emmys, no Emmys, no Emmys, no Emmys. It's the enchantment <laughs> under the sea dance. There we go. It's the enchantment under the sea ball. Yeah, that one. He said he was ball ball. M- Mogus, the, the god of... The fish under the <laughs> sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Under the... Take, take it, it me. from me. Take it from you. You guys ever see the uh, Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning prequel movie? That sounds horrible. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. Uh, Straight to video. Triton's, uh, Triton's wife dies, and he bans music in the kingdom because he's angry about it. And uh, and a lot of the movie is about Sebastian opening an underground nightclub for music. <laughs> it's kind of great. <laughs> I believe it. Like, uh, I'm know, excited. It's great in a ridiculous way. I'm given like, to understand that some of the, like, directed Disney video stuff, or directed video Disney stuff, was actually kind of great because it didn't have the same scrutiny as the mainline oh, Disney productions. Well, for one oh, thing, yeah. Aladdin 3 is straight up better than Aladdin. And for another thing, the music from Lion King 2 is way better than music from Lion King 1. I've heard that, I've heard that yeah. there was, uh, I think, Cinderella 5 or something to deal with a time travel twist. Cinderella 3, good. yeah. Cinderella 3 is surprisingly That's a twist good. in time. Yeah. yeah. What if the bad yeah. guys won? And it's like some of the Disney sequels are actually really good, and yeah. also some of them are Hunchback of Notre Dame too. <laughs> it was really, really. I love Hunchback of Notre Dame dearly, but Hunchback mm-hmm. of Notre Dame two is not good. I mean, first Hunchback is it's crazy really nice. good and, yeah, and like is. good satire and yeah. good music. Uh, uh, Stephen and, Schwartz, yeah, yeah, you get your Stephen he, Schwartz, and no, he did have a bit of a tone problem. It's only a tone problem if you have a tone problem. If you don't like mixing your religious allegory that's oh. tragic and devastating yeah. with your funny, wild, wacky, you know, gargoyles. Jason and Alexander! Hey. If you don't like mixing those, it has a tone problem. But who doesn't like mixing those tones? That's yeah. that's, that's perfect. I mean, isn't that distinctly French? Like, like yeah, it's funny. I, I, I feel like tones can we... be mixed and be mixed well, and I feel like that movie doesn't do that. But I feel like this is a conversation for a different podcast. Oh. Oh, I know what we're doing on the Disney podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if there's one thing we've learned about Theros is that when yeah. we enjoyed playing it, playing it, none of us enjoyed playing it enough to want to talk about it yeah. for 45 minutes. I enjoyed Theros. It was, it was the right time. I just have a problem with talking about everything else. Yeah, we do We do run out of... Well, I mean, we, we need a little bit more experience Frankly, with the cards. Frankly, it's amazing that this isn't the podcast every week. Given that this is what ninety-eight percent of the conversations Ethan and I have go like, that's true. Yeah, you know, I think it's worth saying though. This gives it shows us something about magic. The, the fact is that you don't just play magic to play magic. It's yeah. an excuse to get out and hang with your friends and yeah. go meet the people down at the local video store, tell crazy and some stories. Of the best times you're going to have playing magic aren't actually playing magic. They're just being there with the guys it's, afterwards. You know, yeah, magic fun. adjacent. It's like wrong. magic might be happening in the foreground or in the background. Magic's but, not detracting from the experience. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Hey, Theros yeah. drafting was great this weekend. Yeah. But getting together with a bunch of guys, drinking half a box of wine. And watching and make, the time machine. Yeah, yeah. making yeah. fun of Michael Aaron's weird brain spine was um, pretty great. Michael Ironside's weird brain spine is, is, is going to be, you know, our concept album. <laughs> 
concept. <laughs> Michael Ironside's brain spine. Michael Irons, do I have to come right straight out and tell you everything? Give me some money. money. <laughs> and with that, uh, money, it's a crime. Spine, <clears throat> spine, spine-based bands. That's that's. There we go. Looking. That's the connecting. Yeah, that's the connecting tissue. Tissue, oh. as a matter of speaking. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, excellent. Excellent therosing, everybody. And that's kind of the point. Magic can be the connective tissue in a friend's group, but there's definitely always something more to be done outside of just magic. Yeah. What I'm saying is go out there and play with your friends, guys. Play with your friends. <laughs> play with your friends. And remember to play magic in person, because no matter how popular and accessible arena is, that's one thing it's never going to really be good for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're playing arena, you can't get drunk and watch the time machine with your friends. Yeah. No, you yeah. want drunk and watch the time machine on your own while you're playing arena. That's, that's not, yeah. not as fun. If you're going to get drunk and watch a movie on your own, I'm sure there's things you, you know... My Fair you'd Lady. Rather watch. Yeah. Yeah. Box Wine and My Fair Lady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, hey, film. Yeah. Uh, if we're also on the podcast, you guys want to go get drunk and watch a movie? Hell yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'd be down. Hell yeah. yeah. I was going to watch wrestling, but I don't care anymore. Ooh, let's do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Woo-woo. Uh, maybe, maybe next week it'll be a little bit more about magic. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> go hang with your friends and play some Theros, people. Maybe next week we'll have two or three podcasts about different things. <laughs> see you later.